Hi, it's Michael Kerr here presenting Small Business Banter. A healthy micro and small business sector means a successful economy and a more vibrant society. Small Business Banter is about helping regional business owners better prepare for current challenges, but also for the next stage of business success. I'm Michael Kerr, founder of Kerr Capital, advisors to business owners. Each week, I interview a fellow small business owner or an expert, and they share their stories, their lived experiences, the wins and the losses, and their best advice to help you, the listener, get the most you can from your own business. Small Business Banter is brought to you from the studios of 104.7 Gippsland FM and is heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network. And thanks also to Kerr Capital, supporters of the show. So today on uh, another edition of Small Business Banter Radio, uh, very pleased to have in Sam Hemphill from Miam. Now, uh, Sam's going to tell you about what he does, but uh, what, what we're trying to do in having our discussion today is is uh, bring bring home the uh, ability for business owners to get more out of their digital presence, their web capabilities by doing it themselves. Sam's an expert in teaching people uh, the the basics of coding and all sorts of the scary things, but he, he really breaks it down. So welcome in, Sam, today. Thanks, Michael. Great to be here. It, it's excellent to have you here. We we met when um, I did one of your co- – well, I've done two of your courses, and we'll come back to that later. But do you want to just give everyone listening a little bit about what you do and why you do it? I think that's um, particularly important. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, basically, like I, like you were saying, the, the business meum is um, it's based around technical fluency or digital fluency and empowerment for uh, really business owners. I mean, and that's more concentrated on that since I think the beginning of COVID. For one thing, our I know when we first met, that was obviously quite a bit pre-COVID, and a lot of what we we're doing there was certainly working with business owners, but also working with digital professionals who wanted to reskill or. Uh, sort of go a bit sideways, say a digital designer who wanted to learn a little bit about coding. Um, and then certainly that grew um, and pivoted to really concentrating a lot on um, business owners. Yeah. Again, through COVID, um, that caused a lot of businesses to have to go digital, even though they may not have wanted to or may not have considered it to be particularly um, imperative and then realised around about February and March last year that it really was. Yeah, it's a, uh, and it's since a quite then, sta- stark choices. You, you you have to adapt. You have to do something, or you know maybe you miss out. And yeah, uh, look, the the word that you that really um, resonates with me is empowerment, and and we'll we'll come back to that. But just um, in terms of your background, you 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 trained as a teacher, a high school teacher. You yeah, you were so my undergrad yeah. So my undergrad was in um, uh, high school education. I ended up after that. Um, I was heavily involved in the music industry in Brisbane for a very, very long time and ran a, a booking agency and a tour management company while I was at uni. Um, did the music for a fairly long time, went back and did my post-grad uni in uh, digital and that was, uh, when was that, early 2000s? And have been, well, actually, no, it was late 90s, early 2000s, whatever. But 
from there got really heavily involved. A lot of the work I was doing in music was heavily involved in marketing in, in regards to, um, you know, getting bands on the road and getting bands known and things like that. And then going through and working in digital um, and learning how to code and getting, you know, that was my first real job really was uh, building websites. And um, through that, got really interested in web accessibility, which was a, is a big passion of mine. Yep. There's a lot of crossover between web accessibility and SEO, as well as user experience. And all of those work really well together with di- just general digital marketing as well. And so it was this kind of accidental journey into where I am now to the point that, you know, five years ago, and I started actually teaching uh, outside of school. I never actually practiced as a school teacher or anything like that. Started teaching at General Assembly, doing night courses in teaching people how to code websites. And um, from there, the business was born really as, as far as all these interests that sort of came together and realising of, you know, how important this knowledge is. And, and that's where the business was born. Yeah, and, and so you, you obviously had an inherent curiosity and, and, a, and a bit of a, a DIY approach, you know, to, to make, to get started, you know, when you're in, the, in the touring band management business. So um, do, in terms of, um, do you just want to give us like the, the, the upside from when you empower business owners, mm. what, what do you teach them and what's the upside for them? Let's start there. Knowledge is power, you know, really when it comes down to it. Um, you know, as far as just um, the advantages of knowing what's going on, and again, to your point earlier of, of, you know, whether or not to continue on and do it yourself, but having that knowledge to know about um, how things work. I mean, one of the biggest, I guess, analogies that I ever use as far as what businesses can get out of this, let's think about accounting. Every business owner has at least a base knowledge around accounting, around BAS, around GST. We know at the end of every quarter that, you know, we're not going to be surprised whenever we get a big tax bill or otherwise because we have an understanding what's going on. We're keeping an eye on the books and we know how it works. And at the end of the financial year, we've got a few options of what we can do there around our accounting. We can give our accountant a shoebox of receipts or we can give them a spreadsheet, which is beautifully laid out, or we can do it all ourselves in zero and still hand that to accountant. Or again, we can do it all in zero and do it all ourselves. All along that pathway, you've got various ways of how much that's going to cost you in your accountant's time as well, but as well as how much knowledge you've actually got what's going on in the finances of business. And it's exactly the same around this kind of thing, whether it be SEO, whether it be digital marketing in general, or um, you know, Facebook ads or any of those things, having that core understanding, even if you're not going to do it yourself, um, it goes a long way um, to really, yeah, understanding wider facets of the business and also understanding things that you may not have known existed, I guess, in some ways. You know, I can talk later, I guess, if you want about, you know, certain case studies or anything let's, like that. Let's do that, yeah. And But, it, you know, it, it's it's very, I think it's pretty much the case that it can be quite overwhelming that, You've got to go digital. You've got to have a website, and and lots of you know, still a lot of businesses don't, or or certainly have one that's not optimized. You know, to yep. use another IT, you know, uh, <laughs> term. I, I want to get away from all that. It just means you're not getting the you know the value out of it that you could. Yeah, and so it's also pretty scary because we just get flooded with. You gotta, you've got to have this um, online campaign. You've got to have this online presence. Oh, totally. And and so. I think part of when I did your course, I did a couple of them. I'd never seen a bit of code before. I'd worked in this. I actually worked in you know in the internet industry, but never 
you know, had a never looked at code. I talked about it all the time. But so that was, um, you know, a, a small investment of time and money um, to, to come away going, well, at least I know what, when, when they talk about code, I know what, the, you know, what it looks like. And, um, and we, you know, we went on to, it, it makes it um, more relatable. And I think if it makes it more relatable, it's less scary. And, and then more owners might then just get more out of their, their digital presence. And, and there's no question that, you know, we, we continue to head very much down that path. And Yeah, absolutely. And what you're saying there, Michael, around when you did the coding course, but what you're saying there is having that understanding. And that's one of the things I think that we come back to. I mean, we don't just sort of obviously just talk about code because there's, there's a place for a business owner knowing code, but they don't have mm. to, but yeah. it can help. It's sure. interesting though, some of the biggest feedback we get from that um, is people's understanding of knowing that when they're looking for quotes for you know, maybe a complete rebuild in WordPress or something like that of what kind of value that may bring and what sort of things to look for um, and be aware of. And I guess things to look out for in a quote that's like, hang on a sec, you know, why aren't you talking about this, this or this? Yeah. You know, um, and we've had, I mean, one example I can think of with exactly that was um, a mobile phone repairer who did some workshops on the Gold Coast and he was a mobile, mobile phone repairer and he'd drive around your house, pick up your phone and fix it in the back Living of the Living his values, his business you know, values. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, having two, the word mobile twice in your business description. Yeah. Um, but he came to a few coding classes that we did um, up on the Gold Coast a couple of years ago. Um, he ba- basically was ba- able to take over the maintenance of his website and he did a full rebrand as far as colours, all this sort of stuff and did it all himself and saved himself, saved himself a packet of money. Um, but gained a hell of a lot of experience in that as well by doing that. Yeah, I think, and the parallel you, you drew earlier with um, business owners knowing about their financials by through their bookkeeper or the accountant with the quarterly BAS return, it's a, it's a similar thing. It's just more power because um, if you get a massive tax bill, Mm. Uh, you, you would you would know you get a straight away. You don't want a massive tax bill. You don't want any surprises. But but you can you would understand what the accountant is saying and where the mistakes might have been made if there was a it's mm. the same. You know, draw, draw you know bring bring in that um, same kind of approach to the your web web presence, digital presence. So today, as of today, what what are sort of the main components of a did, if we call it a digital presence, that it, that most businesses should have is it, it's the minimum of a, of a website. What what else should you know uh, should you have to to kind of stay relevant and, and make the most of opportunities? I think um, a really good understanding of web user experience is super super important. That I think um, you know. That really, well, the two, the two things, whenever I say, anyone in the business says to me, what do I really, really need to understand? Like you've just asked me then, basic web usability as well as SEO. It does depend on the business. You know, every business needs a website. Well, most businesses, we can talk about that in the tech. But, you know, you can't just rely on having a Facebook page and everything. And so having that understanding of web usability and SEO basically means that, you know, having good SEO means that people can find you, being that you're being found on Google for yeah. the search terms that you want to be found for. And creating a really good digital user experience also means that people will come back to you and will more often and more likely buy from you because when they are on your website, they understand you're looking through the eyes of the person who is your customer as opposed to going, oh, I'm going to put that shiny piece of bling there because it looks awesome. You're actually thinking, what does the customer need 
for me to guide them down that track of going, cool, they've got all the information that they want, or maybe they haven't. How can I make sure that they get that information? But now that they have got that, how do I guide them down, for want of a better term, but how do I guide them down the sales funnel to actually push that buy button and not only buy my product, but also advocate for me once that's done? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you re- it, it, you've brought it down really nicely into two, if I was to repeat what I think you said, SEO, search engine optimization. it's kind of getting found on the web. Yep. So if you do that, that's a, that's a good start and you, you, there's all sorts of ways and um, th- you can do that. But then you get them to your own, you, you know, you get them to your own website and then you've got more chance to kind of harvest and capture them as a customer mm-hmm. if, if you design your website or the web experience not so much by how pretty or, or colourful or zippy or zingy or whatever you blingy, I think you said. Yeah. Um, it's more about, you know, does that customer um, make a more informed decision about buying from you because you've laid out the website, you know, through their, I guess through their eyes or, exactly. or through their experience. And that's what user experience is. It's looking purely through the customer's eyes. You know, we do exercise with some clients, um, of things like customer journey mapping and things where it's really looking through. Let's imagine, you know, you, you create a Facebook ad. Let's say you create a Facebook ad and you're targeting a particular audience with that ad. They click on that ad. Okay, tell me what happens next. And running through that exercise of really feeling through the customer's eyes, okay, we really need to think about where they're going to land from that ad. Don't send them to the homepage because that, you know, homepage doesn't tell you a lot about a business or particularly if it's a targeted ad, which it should be, around a particular product or a particular need then it should land on the product page. And then going through that process of going, okay, the customer's now on the product page. What information do they want? Um, and thinking about those sorts of things to be able to make sure that, again, you know, in the case of how do we make sure that there's as little friction as possible getting them from that initial ad to having that product in their inbox or, in, in you know, being sent to them or whatever it is that you sell. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can see where that early experience with accessibility, so, you know, Mm. Uh, vision impaired or uh, hearing, you know, there's, a, you know, people that, uh, you know, groups of people that, you know, you, you really you really had to do a better job of making the website usable. And um, is part of what you're saying, um, you know, there's a psychology of, you know, I've got to, I've got to get a web presence or I've got to upgrade my web presence. It's got to look, you know, there's all these funky looking things around, but you're really, you know, really bringing it back to um, looking at, at it through the eyes of the of your customer, so it, it, it means you need to understand a little bit about what they want from you, um, but not, not to default for a real you know a, a blingy kind of you know mm. website because it looks beautiful. Totally, you know, and it's it's industry specific and it's business specific, you know, and that's whether it be around a website, whether it be around your social media choices, those sorts of things. And we are huge advocates for when you're starting out is that. Like you say, Michael, it can be really, really easy to get overwhelmed with this stuff. Um, and our big thing is to take it slowly. You know, you can't chase two rabbits at once. I'm full of cliches, by the way, but you can't chase two rabbits at once. And so this is the thing as we work with businesses, go, okay, cool, let's look, particularly, you know, single or, or double people shows, you know, where it's only one or two people, choose something to look at, get comfortable with it. And if you want to outsource it, do it, but now you have an understanding. But if you want to take it on yourself, great, do that, and then move on to something else. But it's really fascinating. Like we do a lot of work through the Chamber of Commerce down here with um, mentoring uh, with small business owners, and it's amazing the number of people who we meet with who are so overwhelmed with choice. 
And it's sort of like, well, where's your customer? You know, like if you're an accountant, then don't spend days trying to work out how to use TikTok because no one cares, you know, yeah. like your customers don't care. There's, um, some, there's a few fundamentals there that you've got to get right before you really embark on that, you know, upgrade or, or yeah. build of a digital presence. And by the way, on Small Business Banter today, talking with Sam Hemphill from Miam. Thanks for being in, Sam. Um, maybe uh, it might be a good uh, time just to talk about um, you, you, you encourage people to, you know, f- for the reasons we've outlined, to, to take a look at how this stuff works, maybe not continue to do it all yourself, but be better placed when mm. you do outsource it to, to get a better return. So can you give us a couple of case studies or examples of organisations Small yep. business, micro business, community organisations that have, you know, kind of benefited from uh, that kind of approach. Sure. Um, I can list a few. I'm just thinking. So one, the first one that springs to mind is uh, Casa de Cambio Consulting. They're a change management company. Um, they actually read our SEO book and then got in touch with us after reading through that and making some changes on their site. They had a podcast that was doing really, really well. Um, they recognised that the digital piece of the pie was something that was missing for them as they were launching the consulting arm of the podcast, but the podcast was there to sort of support that consulting arm. And, you know, when they launched their website, they had all sorts of SEO dramas. Um, one of the reasons behind that is Casa de Cambio, their, their business name, means house of change in Spanish, which is why they went with that name. It's also commonly translated to foreign exchange office. So when you uh-huh. Googled... Um, you know, Casa de Cambio, you would get an absolute wall, like pages and pages of foreign exchange agencies all over the world. They were buried deep in that and couldn't get out of it, really. Through time and really going through and doing their own SEO and understanding it, understanding the nuances of their business, getting to understand that people were searching for them via their business name due to the podcast, but also searching for them for what they did. They are now, like if you Google Casa de Cambio, they are the whole entire front page of Google, but also for search terms that people are searching for them about so around change management and so and it's forth. A great ex- it is a really great example of learning by doing, isn't it? Because if you're a bit unsure about, if they were a bit unsure about who their customer was it, and, and you you do get all this traffic and it's all, all, all these site visits and it's not particularly uh, relevant, it's yeah. still, you know, it you know, it forces you to think, well, you know, what what who is my customer and what do they want? Like it's absolutely it's, it's never I mean, if you did that ongoing for two, three years, it's a you know, it's a it's a waste of time. But if you do that, you, you can very much, you know, learn rapidly and 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 f- stop making mistakes down the track. So there's a lot of yeah, call it R and D perhaps. Yeah. And I mean, this is the thing too, is that I think one of the the traps that can be easy to fall into is trying something in digital and go, it doesn't work, um, and then moving on and just going, digital's not for me sort of thing. And an example with that is a jewellery company we're actually working with at the moment. Um, they, their Facebook ad strategy, because they were new to it, they didn't know quite where they were going with it, um, was to basically set up an ad and send it out to everybody, essentially. And they were getting an awful amount of traffic, like huge amounts of traffic, but no sales from that. And so, And that's the thing. With that understanding of digital with that, you know, trying to gain new audiences and or reach new audiences, as well as um, working out who your audience actually is as to what you were saying before, it helps that sort of knowledge come down from rather than going, wow, we've got all this traffic. That's really, that's fantastic. Of making sure you're getting the right traffic. You know, if you're getting a million hits a day, that's useless. 
if only two people are buying something. If you're getting five hits a day and all those five people are buying something, way better. It's, it is, and to come back to that analogy again, it's like you know selling an extra. Um, if your business is at five hundred thousand dollars a year and you sell another five hundred thousand, but you make no money on it, mm. it's the same kind of <laughs> exactly. Why you know what was, uh, what was the point of that? Yeah, yeah. What was the point of that? Yeah, um, um, yeah. So um, uh, look, in terms of was there another like you know organization or case study that you thought was you know helpful? Because um, or do you want to kind of uh, chat about some other things because I'm really keen with the time left to... Yeah, sure. To... I, I can give another one, uh, yeah. just a, a company, again, that uh, I'm doing some work with at the moment. They, um, at the beginning of the year, beginning of this year, they moved from um, Wix to WordPress, which is a common thing that we see businesses doing. Everyone, you yeah. know, Everyone's big question when they first talk to us about digital is like, what website platform should we be on? And we're on this one, should we move to that one? And all this sort of stuff. Anyway, they made the decision to move from Wix to WordPress, which is not a bad decision at all. Um, however, in that process of migration, um, a few things were left out of the process that should have been there. And so we're going through now and fixing that as far as helping them work out you know, what went wrong in the migration as far as their SEO just basically dropped off in the space of a week. Yeah. Um, and so now going through that process of talking to them about what means, you know, what great content means for an SEO audience, but also from your actual audience. And again, going back to my original point about sort of, I guess, my career trajectory is that synergy between UX, which is user experience, and SEO is huge. Like so many things that you do that are good for the user experience are also good for your SEO, like speeding up your website. Your customers love it, so does Google, that kind of thing. Yeah, with yeah. this, with this company, um, so they're going through now and, and fixing up a lot of their content writing and so forth, but also the more technical side of things, which is where they really, um, I guess, dropped the ball in some ways from that migration around 301 redirects because they changed their domain name at the same time as well. And so understanding how, I guess, the Google brain works and that yeah, if you're yeah. doing things like that, deleting old pages, you know, should I redirect it? In which case, what kind of redirect should I use and what should I redirect it to? If I'm deleting a whole domain or moving a whole domain name, then you've got to think about that from a site-wide level. And so those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. And look, I know on your own site, which we'll chat out later, you've got a, a ton of articles that are very practical. This is why, you know, why I wanted to get you on because it's practical and it's about you can do this. Mm. <laughs> and that's what I um, – and look, one thing you really um, – I, I meant to mention earlier this, um, you know, the, the two things are important. One, get customers through SEO. If we want to break it down, the other one is to get them onto your website. And in, implicit in that is this idea that um, if you get them on your website, you, you've got more chance to own, it's not necessarily the right term, but own that customer relationship. If they're on Facebook or other platforms, I think that's a massive you know, it, it's it's well known, but you you know you the more you can do to um, own in inverted commas control you know that relationship with a customer through your own website, your own email, your own CRM, whatever it might be. That, that I think is it fair to say that's better. Or absolutely. That, well, this yeah. is the thing, and to your point, which is absolutely perfect, your website and your email are the two things that you have control over. Yeah, that's it. Facebook can change their algorithm at any time and have multiple times. You know, there was a lot of businesses earlier in the year who got completely wiped out from the news ban yep. that happened for a couple of weeks, you know. Um, 
Instagram, any kind of social media, anything that you're not in control of. You know, that, that whole saying of don't build your castle on somebody else's land yeah. is so, so true in the own, digital sphere. Own the racetrack. There's a few of them. Hey. Yeah, totally. We're, I'm sure we <laughs> wax lyrical on that all day. Right. But that's, that's it. The website is your piece. And so every other part or most other parts of your digital um, of the digital experience should be going back to that. So absolutely, yep. you know, with the social media, putting posts up on Facebook that are, are great and and fun and all that sort of stuff is absolutely brilliant. Um, but certainly putting up things that link back to your site because that's where the trust building happens, which is, and that's how you own that audience yeah, is through that. that. Hey, um, we, we don't have too much time. What Your uh, audience here, um, let's assume they're, they're still feeling overwhelmed and yeah. or, or they haven't optimised for want of a better term, their digital presence. What are your top two or three things they should focus on in about a minute or so? Okay. Um, one thing is not every digital skill relies on a digital background. This is one of the things I, you know, I really do really, really want to stress. So, for example, in SEO, you've got content writing is a huge part of that. And the number of clients who we meet with who are amazing at writing but never thought that that would translate into being able to improve their SEO. PR is another one which is excellent for SEO. Um, people who are great at marketing and, and, and traditional marketing even can move that into the SEO field very, very easily. You know, so that's important to know. Um, I think as well that you don't know what you don't know. So I guess, you know, start by learning and, and looking into different things, whether it be Facebook ads or, you know, SEO or whatever. But I think one of the most important things is working it into your budget. If you want to go there, is it's really easy to go, oh, I'll do that tomorrow, you know, and I'm a big proponent. Like I always do this as well. Um, but making time not only financially but time-wise into that budget to be able to go, I'm going to spend, I don't know, every Friday morning between 8 and 10 a.m. working on this and finding out more and experimenting and, and just seeing what works, yeah, you know. Rather than this binary, it's too hard, it's too yes. overwhelming, I'm not going to do anything. I mean, we, we do need to continue to, you know, adapt mm. <laughs> and we and – Probably more than ever, there's um, a, a range of services and and, and low cost uh, opportunities to learn and to to you know improve your skills. So, hey Sam Hempel, thanks so much. Do you want to just shout out the website? You'll need to spell it, I think, because sure. we don't want to make sure we want to make sure everyone knows about it. Yep, uh, it's meum.com. So m e e u m dot com. Um, yeah, and so that's where you'll find it. heaps of free resources, like Michael was saying as well. Um, so yeah. And, and they, I, I do endorse the resources there. Um, they're, they're practical and, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of, sh- I, I would like in, anybody that's um, feeling overwhelmed or like, is it too hard? Just to take a bit of a breath and, and have a look at uh, doing something small to improve that understanding. And it's not as scary as you think. Yeah. So thanks again for your time today, Sam. Thanks, Michael, very much for having me. It's been, it's been a pleasure catching up again. So that is all for today's episode of Small Business Banter. I continue to be inspired bringing you small business experts and other small business owners and hearing their stories. If you want to listen to any past episode, jump onto your podcast platform of choice and search Small Business Banter. There you will find a diverse and fascinating collection of small business owners and experts openly discussing and sharing their experiences. For any of the links, resources, or information we've talked about on the show today, or to contact me, please head over to smallbusinessbanter.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. 
And it would be great to have you tune in the same time next week for another episode of Small Business Banter. 